All right, John, I'm going to let you start it off this week. Go for it. <laughs> Hello, Brown and Gore. Hello, John Schuler. How's it going, man? It's going phenomenal. Right? Yeah, you've had a, uh, you've had a, you have a go get him week, man. You know, let's just start. I'm just going to start with that and go real simply because anybody who's been paying attention, you haven't just had a week, you've been live streaming your week. Like, how cool is that? I do believe that jinxing is a real thing. Anybody that knows me knows I believe in jinxing. For instance, if you're doing something and it's going well and somebody remarks, dude, this is going so great. That's it right there. Everything comes apart. Like it just falls apart. So I tell people, do not. Can't get any worse than that. Do not. I mean, that's why actors say break a leg, right? You don't say you're going to do great because you're setting it up. I totally believe in that. And I I mean, I honestly do. I don't let people get ahead and be like, oh my God, this sink's going to be the best sink ever. You know, whatever. I'm just like, let's let's stay neutral. Let's stay in the middle. Let's not get too excited. Let's not get too pessimistic. Let's just stay in the middle. Let's do our best. Let's keep our head down. Let's grind and hope for the best, right? So anyways, but I do believe in chinksing. And I do believe that the, uh, I don't know what gods they, they are out there that do this, but I think they... They uh, scorn you if you are a little bit too confident. And by too confident, I mean you feel like, oh, I'm going to live stream this because it's going to go perfectly, right? It's going to go yeah. so perfect. I'm just going to live stream it. I have total confidence in this. Yeah, and they're like, oh, this is. oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to show you, buddy. So this was, what's today? Today's Friday. So Wednesday, was it Wednesday or Thursday? No, it was Wednesday. I think it was, it was, yeah, Wednesday. I think it was Wednesday. Yeah. So Wednesday... We uh, were live streaming, mixing up 11 bags of Maker Mix, and we're going to pour it into a table base. It's going great. I'm hamming it up. I'm talking to people on live stream. Ha, ha, ha. You know, having a good time. And we go to pour it, and we're using the muck buckets that you like that we bought at Tractor Supply, whatever they are, 30-gallon or 28-gallon or whatever they are. We're using those, and we lift it up, and we start pouring it in, and I see, like, all this concrete coming out like off the side of the floor. I'm like, that's weird. And I like, look, and the bucket is split top to bottom and it's just pouring out of the bucket. And I'm like, oh, right there, bad omen. Right there, you should know, mm, the gods are, are starting starting their hijinks, right? <laughs> I'm like, you know what, dude, plan, let, let's go to the next plan. We, we shift gears and I say, let's just put it in five-gallon buckets. We start putting it in five-gallon buckets and we start pouring it. Now, when we put the form together, I told Aiden, screw it down to the base plate. And I have a saying, I have stickers. We, we send them to people. Never underestimate hydraulic pressure. And Never. Uh, I tend to underestimate hydraulic pressure. To this day, I tend to under, underestimate hydraulic pressure. So Aiden screws it down. He's using Craig screws or inch and a quarter. We're screwing two pieces of, of um, three-quarter inch plywood, so it's inch and a half thick. But inch and a quarter, you know, you're not really getting good penetration into that bottom piece. It's only going in a quarter of an inch. Um you know, or, or a little bit more than that, but still, it's not going all the way through the piece. So anyways, he puts three screws in each section. There's four sections around around this table. And he puts three screws in. I look at it, and my gut says, you need more screws. But I override it. I override my gut instinct. And I say, eh, it's probably going to be okay. I mean, there's not really a whole lot of uplift. It's screwed down. The pressure is pushing yep. out, not pushing up. We're probably fine. okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, what's what, what's another five minutes to put more screws? Yeah, it's five minutes too much, right? So. I'm ready to live stream. Let's get this I know. Done. Let's get That's this party going. Go. 
So yep. we mix, we pour, the bucket splits, we, sh- we shift to the five-gallon buckets, we're pouring, filling it up, it's almost to the top, and I hear pop, 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 and it's like a toilet flushing. All that mix, because it's so fluid, just goes to the bottom, and it doesn't just like go into the middle of the earth, no, it goes into my shop. It doesn't go into a drain. It goes on the floor. It goes underneath my cabinets. It goes underneath my Festool track saw. It goes everywhere. 550 pounds at, you know, quarter inch thick spreads out. Like No, actually, that's more like 650 pounds once you put water and exactly, fiber. And, exactly. Yeah. So it's it's a mess. So I just stopped the live stream, not because I don't, I don't want to share my failures. Obviously, I do. I don't care about sharing failures. I think failures are the best way to learn things. But I just had to get the tripod out of the way and start cleaning because I knew this is a big undertaking. And it was the first time Aiden had ever experienced this. I told him beforehand, a long time ago, I said, at some point, we're going to have a form failure. It's going to happen. And, uh, you know, so when it happens, just be ready to hustle, right? So I tell Aiden, hey, grab go a... Go time. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's go time. Grab a shovel. Let's start, you know... You got go. half your shop getting a premature, I didn't want, self-leveling overlay flowing. Yeah, yeah. And it's spreading. It's spreading. So I'm like, I'm like, Aiden, grab that flat nose shovel, start scooping that, put it back in that those big buckets there. You know, the form, we gotta like salvage the form. I have like a week into building that form. Plus the mixer still got concrete in it. So it's like madness, madness. And Aiden, God bless his soul, hasn't experienced this yet. So he doesn't understand the hustle factor. So he's just like very lazy, da- you know, lay lazy desk. He's still in first gear. Yeah. yeah. He's very slowly just scoop and i'm like no dude pick it up pick it up pick it up we gotta go so like he's over there scooping i'm cleaning the mixer and then i'm like really hustling because i want to get this form taken apart into the washout area i gotta clean it but it's air dried you know like thin layer that's hardened to the to the surface i want to get it clean long story short is three hours goes by miraculously we get this done we get the floor cleaned up we get the mixer cleaned. we get the form cleaned and i'm like it's five o'clock, right? And normally you would say, let's just call it a day. Let's, yeah, let's you're pick tired, this up. man. You just blew everything out. Let's regroup. Yeah. Sure. But I don't like that. I don't like getting kicked in the teeth and just taking it, right? And I feel like we kind of got kicked in the teeth. I'm like, you know what? No, 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 no. We get kicked in the teeth, we're gonna kick back. We're not gonna just like let this slide. So I'm like, dude, are you down? He's like, I'm down. I'm like, all right, we'll go down to the grocery or grocery store, go down to the uh, gas station. Get a couple bags of ice, get a couple monster energy drinks. We're gonna do it again. All right. And we live stream it again. And guess what? It went off without a hitch. Okay. Went off perfectly because we learned our lesson. And I said that to Aiden too. Hey, Aiden, what happened? Not enough screws. Exactly. What's the solution? More screws. Exactly. There you go. Problem solved. Mistakes happen. You just have to learn from your mistakes. Now, again, I continually learn this, this lesson about hydraulic pressure. But point is, we were victorious. We cast it. No vibration. So then yesterday, Aiden wasn't here yesterday. So I demolded the base myself and I for, uh, I filmed. Yeah, I watched that one too, yeah. Yeah, filmed a little video of demolding and it came out beautifully. Loved it. And then today, Aiden and I well, processed Well, hold on it. now. I, I, I don't, let me interject because I actually, there was like, I don't know what that was. There was a big hole in the middle of the base. Was that? The design, the circle. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Dad. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, there's your uh, middle. It was Dad a big jokes. one in the middle. Dad yeah, jokes. Uh. Horrible, horrible. So, anyways, but 
surprisingly enough, that, that base design, just to hit that real quick, that base design, the designer, she's a repeat client. I love her. She's really cool. She specifies me, specifies me for uh, projects all around the United States for her clients. But she sent me like a sketch of what she wanted. Super simple, just like a plus shaped base. I mean, just think, look it straight down, it looks like a plus sign. And um, a circle, uh, you know, in the middle on both sides. So essentially it's just like you put a globe in the middle of this plus, plus sign right. and that's what it looks like. Deceptively complicated, right? You're like, I looked at it, I'm like, oh yeah, no, I can, I can do that and I can do that. But when you get into it, when you get into it of like really making that nice and transition those two circles where they come together just right because they're different mm -hmm. radiuses, right? They come together. They don't just merge. No, it's two different circles coming together and you have to, it, there's a lot to it. There's a lot to it. And then get in position just right and making sure that hydraulic pressure doesn't want to pop it out like a buoy. Yep. And uh, you know, there's, a lot, there's a lot that went into it that I knew was going to be there, but it was a lot. So anyways, that being said, came out great. So then I demolded it. And then today, Aiden and I processed the base and then processed the top, which the top has been sitting for a month. I cast it a month ago. I looked at the, the date that I cast. It's actually been pretty much exactly to the day a month. And uh, we processed the base and we processed the top today and they look amazing. I shot another short video. It's on Facebook and on my Instagram, Hard Goods Co. I'll probably put it on the Kodiak Pro as well of the base. There's some cool details. I did threaded insert so we could uh, thread eye bolts in so we could lift it with the forklift very cool. easily. I did it on the top and the bottom. So when it was upside down, we could lift it out of the form. And then when it's right side up, we can lift it to put it in the crate. And, uh, and then I have threaded inserts for leveling feet and I recess the leveling feet. So when they're all the way up, they protrude out of the bottom a quarter of an inch, but no floor is dead flat. doesn't matter where it is. And it's a, a four footed base. So inevitably it's going to rock. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people just say, oh, just put some like felt pads underneath it or, or whatever. And that'll help. I thought, eh, let's, let's do leveling feet. Let's do leveling feet. Let's make it as best, you know, as good as we can make it. Let's do the best job we can. And it's the first time I've ever done recess like that. It's so nice. Such a nice little detail. So that's in the video. You can see that in the video. And the top, we poured SEC GFRC, poured it on polycarbonate. It is, it looks like steel. It's so dense. It is so incredibly dense. Super happy with that. What I will say, though, is what I do notice, and we talked about fiber showing when we cast into rubber molds and we bounce it, Yep. is the only time I've, so I've seen it happen with that. And I see it happen with polycarbonate. So it, it, there's no fibers like with the rubber molds, but you can see some shadows of fibers that I never see with melamine. So it's, it's like the density and the resonance of the casting surface can have an effect on do fibers ghost or not. And it's not bad. It's, I mean, it's not, nobody even knows it but me. The client, when they get it, will never see it. Like a little, little shadow here, a little shadow there, right? And I, I know what it is. So... But it's polycarbonate. That's what, that's an interesting thing. So, anyways, note to uh, note to the listeners out there that polycarbonate with SEC GFRC, there is a um, possibility of some ghosting of fiber, some shadowing oh. of fiber. So just be I aware. What that is. So uh, what I was going to interject because yeah, I watched the videos. Amazing. I haven't seen the the latest one to see the leveling feet and all that kind of stuff. But it was just a minute ago. One of the guys on the Kodiak pro discussion group put pictures and and literally put the um, Kodiak sticker there. He was casting a sink and the looked like the corner of his form blew out. <laughs> I think he used he hot should... glue, somebody said. I oh, is that say. What yeah. Was? yeah. So uh yeah, don't underestimate. And then today, 
I got a call from one of the customers up in Montana, had a project going. He hadn't even seen your videos, but he called me up because he was so pumped. He wanted to know if he had broken the, you know, any outstanding Kodiak record on the biggest piece cast. So it was about 1,100 pounds of total materials that he cast into a table. But he had to do it twice. For the same reason, he was telling me that, yeah, they, they got it up and one of the uh, corners gave way and how he had the, the mix flowing out. And yeah, and I'm like, worst. oh, I was I was laughing. And at first he was laughing. He's like, well, you know, and I'm like, bro, I'm not laughing at you. I said, you know, so maybe I don't know. I don't know if he casted it yesterday or, or when he did it. But he, I'm like, maybe you guys were on the same timeline. You guys were like buds and doing double takes were you on instagram today did you see that post that buddy Rhodes posted of the bear on his property oh no oh well <laughs> so, i tagged uh, you i tagged you hop on okay hop on uh instagram so buddy Rhodes, he has land in california out in um mendocino i think if i remember correctly something like that yeah yeah and he has uh, these game cameras set up and he's always capturing like mountain lions and all kinds of crazy stuff out there. But this huge brown bear, like huge, he caught it on his game cam. It's like on his property. And I said, you How know, Kodiak, cool that? Kodiak Pro yeah, came visiting to, him. Yeah, came there to say go. hello. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Uh, hey, uh, I know I was going to, I know what the segue is going to go to. And that is that top I have back here that I processed today. I cast it a month ago. So it's been sitting for a month before I got around to acid etching it, right? And I haven't sealed it yet. And I know that you this week, well, it's been longer than a week, but you've been testing something. But this week you kind of announced a new step, so to speak, uh, with applying ICT. So do you want to go into that and why that's like what I'm doing this week with this piece is so important because if it sits for that long, there's another step you need to do to get the sealer to really kick. Agreed. Yeah, so... This started as a tech support thing where one of the customers in Texas, again, not having problems, not having problems with Sealer, but him and I ended up in a conversation where I was walking him through, let's say, the visual signs that I typically see when I'm sealing. And when I was walking through him and him and I were just discussing the like two buddies on the phone, he's like, mm, I don't see that. I'm like, what? No, man. You know, I see it every time. <laughs> I don't really see that. Really? So then we went further into conversation, which then made me go, well, wait a minute. What's the differences here? He's got, he's using similar materials. He's using same sealer. Um, So I pulled out a bunch of old samples because I'm doing samples all the time, as you very well know, and tried to figure out why and when and how someone might see, you know, different progression in their application techniques than what I'm used to seeing. And what it came down to, in my opinion, is older pieces of concrete that, let's say, have been sitting dry. So people, let's say, I don't know, cast on one day and maybe they're going to seal a week later. So they cast, they processed, everything was done. They're, They're waiting to seal things. Maybe it was sitting around for a few days, a week, a month, whatever the case may be. The pH of the concrete has come back into the elevated levels, as opposed to some of us that are doing the, you know, cast process, which I think all of us are doing some version of an acid wash of some sort, regardless of dilution, and then moving from that acid 
washing directly into sealing, just essentially letting the top dry. The moment it's dry, we're starting sealing. Even taking a towel, drying it off, boom, I'm starting to seal. We've done, we do that in the concrete design school workshops. We've been doing that for some time now. So it's been a fairly standard routine on all my projects since the CT chemistry has been introduced. What I have not done is, like what you're saying about this top, is left pieces for days or weeks or months or whatever, and then went back to seal them later. So what I found is the pH of the concrete comes back up. I think there's a neutral, well, now I know, there's a neutralization process that happens through that acid washing that lowers the pH. It's not just about opening the surface. It's, it's extremely evident now that I tested it as well. I pulled out pH sticks in the whole nine yards that the surface of the concrete has a lower pH. So when you move right into sealing, the sealer's hitting, I'm going to call it neutralized concrete, and the reactions go off quick and hard and repellencies come on very fast, so forth and so on. As opposed to that concrete that's been sitting there dry, and then you apply the sealers to that dry concrete that's been sitting around, the pH is high. I'll say you still get good results with the with the new chemistry there's no question about still night and day with any of my older chemistries but not the same almost instant results that i'm used to seeing so there you go uh, what i what i decided to update this coming week because i had a couple of the guys do this that i knew were waiting on things that you know use ict they're happy with everything going on and i said hey do me a favor Again, let's make sure John Schuler's not living in his Murphy's California bubble. And I had them run a neutralizing step to their concrete prior to sealing, which was uh, vinegar, diluted 50-50. And one of them just did full-strength vinegar because he didn't care. And I'm like, okay, cool. So they just took some vinegar, put it in a, in a container, dumped a microfiber cloth into it, soaked up that vinegar, wiped the surface down. You know, so it was all wet and, and darkened, and then they wring the cloth out, and they wipe it down again, wring it out, wipe it down one more time, and then let it dry. So no neutralizing, no nothing. Oh, I guess that confused somebody. So let me clarify. When I'm saying we're neutralizing the concrete with the acid, we now never do not run ammonias or any of this kind of jazz afterwards. Just let it dry. Um, and then they ran sealer. In those incidents, they called me back and were like, that's what you're used to seeing? <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. And so, yeah. So this week, uh, I'm updating instructions and I'm setting in a neutralizing step prior to sealing. And it uh, universally is going to, you know, bump everybody's performance once again. Yeah. So, and it doesn't matter if it's set for five five hours or five days or five months, you always want to do the wipe with the diluted vinegar. Right. Well, I think that makes people, uh, uh, clearly now, after talking to enough people this last week, you know, I, I think it's very evident. People like rules, right? I mean, they like, con how about consistency, if that sounds better? So They like guidelines. They guidelines. like, yeah, a, a roadmap of yeah. like, here's the way you get to your right. destination. 
Yeah. Now I know that's diff- everybody knows who does know me. That's very difficult for me because I like to look at everything like, well, this time you might do this and this and that. You know, you know those, you know those photos of the on ramps to like highways in LA where it's all these intertwined, it's like an aerial photo looking down. It's like ramps going every direction. That's John giving directions. There's like a thousand off ramps, right? Which one do you take? I don't know. I don't know where I'm going. I have no idea. (laughs) The road, the road that, that I'm trying to get John to go down. It's like that long one in Monument Valley where you can see like for 20 miles as it goes down the hill and up the hill, but there's no turnoff anywhere. Yep. That's it. One yep, way. Yep, yep, So yeah, after talking to enough people, they, they you know, they, uh, it, it got confusing for quite a few to say, well, here you could, here you might not have to, but there you definitely should. And so instead, universally, it just came to, yeah, I'm, I'm going to put in a neutralizing step prior to sealing and again, making very clear, because it did confuse since I was using the word neutralizing to a few guys. We're talking about neutralizing the concrete, lowering the pH of the concrete prior to the to applying sealers. I wonder if there's a so, better name we could come up with. Because neutralizing yeah. is the way people normally think of it with concrete. I think it confuses them a little bit. Yeah, because they think it's neutralizing the acid. Exactly. No. So maybe yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. in the next podcast or two, we'll have found a better term for this and we can yeah maybe i don't know anything else but that is what you're doing you're taking a concrete surface that's in the ph of let's say somewhere between 10 and 12 and by running the acid wash you're dropping it down neutral you know maybe even a little lower let's call it the vinegar wash the vinegar vinegar wash wash. yeah i mean because you're using acetic acid but if you say the vinegar wash i'm just saying like when you just said when you do the acid wash Mm. people are like is he talking about muriatic acid no 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 When, when you wipe it down with diluted vinegar before you seal no, you know what? That, that could probably be because here's the other side. Why do I recommend vinegar? I got that from like, well, John, why not? A couple things. Number one, acetic acid's very mild, comparatively speaking. They, and they're like, well, yeah, but. And I said, now let's talk something else that's often not discussed with muriatic acid. Muriatic acid leaves uh, or has the potential to leave this kind of white haze mm-hmm. on the surface of the concrete and why we've always recommended diligent scrubbing during the rinse phase. And that actually, believe it or not, was a, a tech thing that happened this week uh, when somebody else from Texas called me who was sealing and like, I don't remember, it was a while back I posted somebody. So the surface of their concrete looked like, you know, an x-ray had this like whiteness in the background and you could see a scrubbing marks. And so muriatic acid has the the history of doing that to surfaces. Well, you know, that's not going to be good if you, even with a diluted muriatic acid, because then you're going to want to scrub that off. Acetic acid won't do that. It doesn't leave that residue on the surface. So not only is it more mild and it won't alter the surface profile, it also is cleaner. And so you can wipe it down and just leave it and not have to rinse anything off. So, yeah. Well, yeah. okay, so the, the vinegar, the vinegar wipe, the vinegar wash, vinegar, I don't know, we'll come up with a name. So that's a new step with ICT, yeah. regardless. Do it for all pieces with ICT. Yeah. Yeah. There you yeah, go. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, tech calls. I've mm-hmm. talked to somebody, I know you've talked to him as well, that's been having some issues with 880 VOC release, or not issues of 880 VOC release, but trying 880 VOC release with right. Kodiak Pro on steel tables because this person had problems with steel tables, mix one in the stick in some areas, but not other areas. And yeah. 
So anyways, I think Martin Haddock is the person that recommended 880 VOC release for steel. Is that correct? Was yeah, it Martin? quite a few. Phil Courtney, you know, quite a few people that were using steel tables. Their go-to has been, you know, a gallon jug, a liquid version. I'll be honest, I didn't even know it came in a liquid version. I have the spray cans, the aerosol cans. So I know you're going to order some. Did you get some ordered mm -hmm. to test? I did get it ordered. I ordered some from Fishstone and my order got canceled. I tried calling him about that cancellation and he had a very short conversation that, yep, I canceled your order. I refunded it and I don't want to talk about it. And he hung up on me. Really? So, you know, yeah. Yeah. But you know, whatever, man. Yeah. Well, I don't know. So did you get any from anybody else? Like, Oh, I did. So I turned around and ordered some from Concrete Expressions. Okay. LCL Expressions. Yeah. I mean, well. You know, honestly, if, if uh, for whatever reason, I don't know, didn't, doesn't want my money or doesn't want to do business, okay. I mean, that's okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, dude. I mean, I feel the same way. If, if uh, yeah, somebody doesn't want to sell me something, I'll find it someplace else. No big deal. So. Exactly. Whatever. No big deal. Whatever. Water under the bridge, I guess, right? Yeah. There's lots of businesses out there that... Um, <laughs> you know, that, uh, that I could get it from. And it's uh, just crazy. The bigger, the bigger part for me for getting it is to help other people. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, you know, I, again, Whatever. water off a duck's back. Yeah. It is what yeah. it is. So I ordered it from somebody else and it'll, it'll be here Monday, I think. Cool. Yeah. You know, so, that reminds me, not exactly verbatim, but it reminds me of, um, the product I used to use back in the day. I don't use anymore, obviously. But the product I used to use, when they were sold to a rubber company, that rubber company started selling that product. You know, I didn't get any special favors. They didn't discount the pricing one penny. Uh, they didn't pay commissions, referral fees, nothing. But I sent a lot of a lot of people their way because I believe in that product at that time. I thought it was a, a good product. And um, anyways, but the Did only... Did you even get a discount? No, you I didn't get, get a discount. Dude, the, the, the discount that they offered... Somebody come to my class. Now, mind you, I'd been using that product at that point for, I don't know, 15 years, 16, 17, I don't know, a long time. Somebody come to my class, never done concrete. They called on her. They get the exact same pricing that I got. They'd never cast concrete in their life. It's like, oh, yeah, no, there you go. And whatever, I get it. I don't care. But the point was there wasn't like a reciprocation of appreciation for me being like, hey, rah, 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 you know, buy this mix. It's really good. So- but what they did do, like their, their one thing they did is they say, hey, we will donate mix for workshops. And mind you, it wasn't like a pallet of mix. It's like five bags of Admix, a pail of uh, polymer, some fiber. You know, it, sure. it wasn't much. But whatever. It, it, it was better than nothing. So anyways, but the thing that always happened is like I would place the order. You, I'd talk to you. I'd talk to Dustin. You're like, yeah, we need this and this and this. All right, great. And I'd send it. And then weeks go by, months go by, and I follow up, and hey, let me check on it. And we'd be like a week from the class. And I'd be following up, following up, like, what's going on? What's going on? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think they've shipped it yet. I'm like, what? What? Well, this is crazy. And then the person that I, I used to deal with, who's no longer even with that company, but this person I used to deal with would be like, explain to me again why we're sending you free product. And I'm like, really, yeah. dude? I was like listen, I'll pay for it. Like I legit do not care. I will pay for it. Uh, I just need this for the class. Like, you know, I ordered this months ago. So anyways, I told you about that 
a long yep. time ago and you contacted the company and they said, oh no, Brandon waits at the last second. I'm like, dude, I, you know, I copy you on uh, emails. I order the stuff months in advance. And you're like, well, let me take it over. I'll take it over. And then you had the exact same experience where yeah. they like dicked you around to the last second. Yep. And they said, you know, why are we doing this again? At like the 11th completely, hour. Yeah. It, yeah. Undeniably completely stressed me out. No question. Listen, you're not really doing me that big of a favor. I don't care. Like I'll yeah. pay for it. But the point was, if there was a problem, I wish we'd had a conversation instead of playing games. And that's not what happened with your 888 video. See, it's not like games, you know, it's unfortunate nope. like it went that way, but just having a conversation. Like, listen, uh, you did this, it upset me, you know, yep. blah, blah, blah. I don't want to do business with you. Okay, that's fine. But okay, it was funny is after the fact, uh, after this person left that company or was fired, I don't know. I don't know the circumstances they're leaving of the previous company that uh, used to do this. He essentially said, yeah, dude, uh, we did that on purpose. That was yeah, intentional. Yeah, clean. Yeah. Yep. We used to intentionally play these games on purpose. And it came from the top down, the, the directive Crazy. to do these things. And I'm like, what? Dude, like, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Uh -huh. But at the end of the day, you know, we got to yeah. keep moving forward. We got to do what we do. We got to focus on, you know, positivity and help people be successful. Yeah. And that brings me to one more thing. I want to hit really, really quick. Mm -hmm. And that is, I, I had a post on Facebook uh, last week and somebody made a comment and whatever, it doesn't matter. But essentially the person that made a comment had reached out to be distributor at some point a year ago for Kodiak Pro. And we said no. And the reason we said no was because we don't want to set up tons of distributorships. And for the sole purpose of, we don't want to be another product on a shelf. We don't right. want it to be Kodiak Pro and this overlay and then this bagged mix and then this, whatever it is, because the person that's selling the product isn't passionate about the product. They don't believe in it. They don't use it. They're not knowledgeable mm -hmm. in it. They don't have the, the customer service expertise, whatever it is, to really represent the product and be an ambassador for Kodiak Pro as we'd want them to. And that's why we're very, 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 I guess, selective. And just, we don't want a lot of, we have Joe Bates in the United States. We have Martin Haddock in the UK. These are people we believe in. We believe in their abilities. We believe in their design ability. We believe in their technical ability. We believe in their Yeah, believe in work. their experience. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, for anybody that um, that was like, hey, I just want to be a distributor for, for your product. Uh, I sell, you know, tons and tons of stuff. I get it. That's the typical distribution model. Let me sell yeah. as much stuff as I can sell. Let me sell mm -hmm. 100 sealers. Let me sell 100 pads. Let me sell 100 different fibers. Let me sell 100 different mixes. And that's great, uh, but it's just not us. That's not us. No. We, we want the one-on-one. -on -one. We want to help you be as successful as you can be. We want to help. When you have a problem, you call the people that, that developed the mixes, that developed the techniques that you're using, that have innovated in this industry, you call us up, you talk to us on the phone, we'll help you out. We want right. you to be successful. We don't want to just, you know, collect a check and be like, hey, take care, buddy. Good luck. You know, yeah. if it doesn't work out, out for you. I got another bag you can try. And if that doesn't work exactly. out, I got another one over there. Try that one. That's not what we're about. So anyways, the, the, where I'm going with that is. No, it's a philosophy. It's yeah. a philosophy yeah. when we started this, plain and simple. Um, not because we sat down, and I, I know you know this, but anybody listening, we didn't sit down and just say, you know, how do we want to be a bunch of tight asses and not give it to people? It was really about the passion of what, why we're in this and 
want, you know, doing what we can so people are successful in their business. You know, we talk about this material, sealer, Kodiak Pro materials, the whole thing, you know, about, you know, upgrading your business, you know, upgrading your mix. I mean, it goes across the board. With that comes, you know, years and years of hands-on expertise with these materials, the raw materials, start to finish. And yeah, I'm, I'm, as you very well know, neither one, we are not interested in just being a bag on a shelf that someone comes in and decides, well, well, that's a, it's like the way I look at wines, right? Well, I don't know. That label looks good. Let me try that one. Yeah. Or we don't want to be a product where the only motivation in the distributorship is to make make as much money as they can. They don't care. Is it a good fit for the client? Is it a good fit for their application? Is it a good fit for the look they're going for? And, right. you know, I when I lived in Phoenix, there's tons of concrete distributors that sell all kinds of concrete supplies, right? Mm-hmm. I'd go in these distributorships, and I'd buy stuff from them. They, they sold uh, fibers. They'd sell other things there that I'd go in and get. But I'd be in there, and these homeowners would come in, and they're like, hey, I need to sustain my floor in my house. How do I do it? Well, here's a salesperson sitting at a desk who I promise you in their life has never done it. They've been there in the office when like some rep has come by and done like a little demo on their floor in their showroom, right? And they watched it. And now here they are telling this homeowner how to go through their 3,000 square foot house and do an overlay and then do acid stain and then do a sealer. And, you know, they'll happily sell them $5,000 in products and say, take care, have fun. That is not what we want to do. It does us no good to sell products to somebody just to set them up for failure, right? We don't want to do that. The people we sell to, the people listening to this podcast, we want you to be successful. It's in our best interest for you to do phenomenally well and for your company to, to go on for years and years and years. Because if you, you're in business for 20, 30 years, you're a customer for 20, 30 years. If you're in right. business for three months, well, that was a short-lived customer, right? We want you to be around for a long time. Right. We want you to be profitable. We want you to grow build your, your business. Build your business, build your exactly. family. You, you know, pay your mortgages, move to new levels, introduce, you know, new designs. Yeah. So which we don't have to do today as I'm sitting here listening to all this, which actually begs the conversation. What makes, what makes a product the best at the end of the day? You know what I mean? Is it the raw materials? Is it the packaging? Is it who's standing behind it? It's totally the logo. If I had to. Yeah. Is it the logo? Is it how much it weighs? Well, hold on. That's an interesting. It's funny you say that because the comment on Facebook, the person, what it was, it it was funny because it was a comment. I, I'd made a post. I was wearing a Kodiak t-shirt and I had the Kodiak Yeti mug. And I said, always representing the best concrete in the world. And this mm-hmm. person's like, I use the best concrete in the world. And I know what they use. They use the product okay. I used to use. And that product that I used to use, you developed, John. Well, I was just not to say anything. I'm listening to you. And I'm like, well, I mean, that makes me feel good. I know. And it's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's not a bad thing. I'm not like, no. I don't think this person is being okay. malicious or, or anything like that. That's not, that's my point. But then my point is the product that they say there is the best concrete in the world was what we were using 10 years ago. It's what you developed yeah. a decade ago. And at that point yeah. in time, it was the best concrete in the world. Mm. But since I believe then, so, yeah. yeah. Oh, I believed it. I wouldn't have promoted mm-hmm. it. I, that's the thing is, dude, I... For all those years, all those classes that I taught, and I taught tons of people, I would happily preach the gospel of the products that I used because I believed in them. And I didn't get a penny from these people, right? 
nothing. But I would say, use this product, use this sealer, use this, use this, use this, because I believe in it. Mm-hmm. I believe it's the best. And so I did believe that was the best product at that moment in time. But times change. And you developed that product, and now you are the innovator behind all the advancements we made with Kodiak Pro, and it's not the same product. And there is a easily uh, verifiable quantitative test you can do to show. I mean, we've gotten photos yeah. all this week of people sending us photos of yeah, Tech 10 next to, to Rad Mix and Maker Mix yeah. next to ECC this Buddy Rhodes. That and, and yeah. The color difference, you know, people, the surface quality is night right. and day. And we're, we're begging these people, please, please. Post these photos on social media. Great. We love seeing them. We already know it. We know it. And now you know it. But please show other people so other people know that we're not just like blowing hot up your ass. This is legit different. Yeah, legitimately different. Yeah. No, I love the photos. I mean, we constantly get, you know, people hit me on Messenger, hit me on the the Instagram. Well, what is it? The backside. I guess it's still Messenger. Um, the backside. Yeah, sending me photos that that uh, they compared the two. Maybe they they bought a starter pack from Joe and to again see if you know what's the hoopla. You know what is it? And cast two things and boy, just those vessel sinks the other day. You know, I who sorry did those? To say uh, that was Simon Tipple. Okay, Simon Tipple. Simon Tipple. So one, you know, again, were they both sinks? Yes. Uh, were they both hard? Mm, yes. Did one look like it was kind of, I don't know. It looked like it was washed out. Cheap. Well, yeah, just like looked, it was washed out. Yeah, it it looked, just looked like it was washed out. It looked like it, it was old concrete that had Correct. been out in the elements for five, ten years. Yeah. And, you know, at it, it face value, that says, you know, a few things scream at you. Like, what it's quality, how much is that worth? What's the value of that? And then sitting next to it was like, no, that's different. Yeah, I mean that's like that screams like oh yeah that that's worth something it's uh it's it's richer it's 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 prettier it's and not you know so and th- those are the ones we get all the time all the time yeah. all the time so yeah I, I think it's amazing and I don't know what to say you know kudos to, uh, I use that a lot the guys that think it's awesome back then great yeah you know that makes me feel good I'm not gonna lie it gives me a little ego pump. But I'll say the same thing. I mean, that was 10, 15 years ago, man. That's, um, you know, it's, uh, we're at a whole, I can't even say a different level, like in a different stratosphere of what we're talking about today. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And we could, we could talk about it and talk about it and talk about it. And the best thing you can do, and what I'd recommend for anybody that, you know, is like, prove it or, you know, mm-hmm. how could it be better? Call sure. Joe Bates, SC Fabrication, Napa, California. He will sell you a bag. He'll send you like a small amount of TBP. Yep. Cast a sample side by side. Cast the mix you're using and cast this and see for yourself. Don't, don't take our word for it. Don't buy a pallet. Don't waste the money on a pallet if you don't think it's going to be the best mix in the world. Right. Buy a bag, test it for yourself, become a believer, and then, you know, you can thank us. When you see this world of concrete next year, buy us a drink and, you know, yeah. Well, that's what I'm going to say innocent till proven guilty. Prove us guilty. Prove us wrong. <laughs> I'm okay with that. You know, I mean, again, you put the same pigment load, you know, anyway, you know, same recommendations for the two things, you know, the two, whatever. If you just cast little samples, squares, whatever the case may be, man. Yeah. Yeah. Night yeah. and day. Yep. Just night and day. On another note, I was driving my daughter to school a couple days ago. 
I asked her because we bought a new house. We sold our property here. As you know, if you listen to podcasts, you know, we sold it a while back. But we bought a new house, which I'm super excited about in Wichita, Kansas, which is cool. And guess you already know, but the airport code in Wichita is ICT, which I think is phenomenal. But anyways, we bought a house and we're excited about it. But um, I, uh, I asked my daughter, I said, hey, when we get home, will you draw a picture of your room? I want to see what she wants her room to look like. And she's like, I'll do it tomorrow. Okay. And then the next day, I picked her up from school and I said, hey, will you draw your room when you get home? And she said, tomorrow. I said, you said tomorrow, yesterday. And she like looks at me and dude, for some reason, that line stuck in my head. You said tomorrow, yesterday. Today is the day, right? Tomorrow, yesterday is today. Yeah. And so I started thinking about like, you know, the, the, I guess, just the profoundness of that. And I started thinking about investing in yourself. I was listening to David Goggins' book, um, uh, Can't Hurt Me. And I talked about it on the last podcast. Really good book, really good audio book. Uh, but really the best investment anybody can make is the investment in themselves in Agreed. bettering themselves, bettering their craft, their craft, their trade, whatever they do for a living, invest in yourself. And we always say tomorrow, tomorrow's going to be when I invest in myself. Tomorrow's when I'm going to up my game. Tomorrow's when I'm going to invest in, you know, making a future for my family and my business. When you say tomorrow, the next day, that's today. And today is yeah. the day. We have this concrete workshop coming up, uh, the Pinnacle Concrete Camp, June 20th through the 25th concretedesignschool.com. We're almost sold out, but we want you in that class. We want you to get in that class. We want you to invest in yourself today. So if you've been thinking, hey, you know, I do want to up my game. I want to learn how to do dusty creed. I'd love to learn how to do fabric forming. I'd love to learn a lot more about upright casting. I want to learn more about sales and marketing, pricing. And I just want to go have a good time. I want to go hang out with other concrete people. We can all talk about concrete together. You know, these are people that share the same passion as you then pretty, pretty please go to ConcreteDesignSchool.com. It'll be the best money you ever spend. Investing in yourself is the best money you'll ever spend. I promise you. I don't want to you know, go on and on about it, but if you're thinking about it, check out the website, read more about the class, feel free to email with any questions, and hopefully we see you in the class. It's going to be the last class I have in my studio here in Northwest Arkansas. It's absolutely beautiful. As we're sitting here talking, I swear to God, John, because I'm trying to hurry this up, there's a turtle walking around behind my shop. I'm watching it in the grass walk around. <laughs> so I want to end this so I can run over to my house and get the girls and bring them over to show them this turtle. Go check out the turtle! Yeah, they're going to lose their mind. But my point is, it's so amazing here. Like, So yeah. you'll have a good time, and uh, you'll see some turtles, you'll see some uh, squirrels, you know, You'll see coyotes and raccoons and all kinds of fun stuff. So pretty please, cherry on top, invest in yourself. Don't wait till tomorrow. Yeah. Today is the day. Don't wait. Yep. Yeah, today is the day. Uh, anything else? No, that's it. Uh, well, I was just going to say that that's how any of us, how do you innovate? You sur surround yourself with innovators. How do you, you know, so, you know, do your best to surround yourself with hopefully what you want to become. You want to be, you know, you, I don't know, whatever the case may, you want to get better, surround yourself with other people that are striving to be better. Birds I mean, of a feather flock together. Yeah, Birds of a feather flock together. That's what it's all about, man. You know, yeah. there's, there's, there's camps, there's tribes, there's tribes of haters, there's tribes of people. All they do is tear other people down. All they do is talk trash. You know, what are they doing? Are they ever doing anything to help anybody? Are they ever doing anything to raise this industry to help, you know, elevate what we do? No, no. But that's what they do. Birds of a feather flock together. They find each other. Negative people find negative people. Positive people find positive people. Find innovators positive, yeah. find innovators. People yep. on the cutting edge will always find each other. And we want you to be in this flock, right? Come join Come, come join the Kodiak Pro flock. Come on. Come on. Get over here. <laughs> come on. Set, That's set your little pretty butt down over here. 
So we'd love to have you. And um, I promise it's a good time. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Anyways, on that said, I want to end this. I got to go get this. Go uh, get your turtle, yeah, buddy. Go get, the turtle. Go get your right, turtle. Buddy. Adios, amigo. Right. Good talking to you. Adios. Okay.